Hey y'all, it's your girl Samanji and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast where we are becoming the best version of ourselves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water. Now let's grow together. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out the previous podcast episode. I went ahead and shared my experience with getting hit by a vehicle. (laughs) I also shared my thoughts on Netflix series Love is Blind. Uh, The episode did come out before the reunion, so I didn't share my thoughts on it. So like, let me let me get this out real quick. But um, I did watch the reunion and it was very entertaining. Shake was a lot. And I really hope that you know, with the help of the internet and just the people around him that he becomes a better person and do whatever is necessary to do that. Um, I'm really excited for uh, with Danielle and Nick. I'm happy to hear that they're, you know, making the marriage work and going to therapy and all that stuff. They seem really happy. And so does Ayana and Jared. So I'm definitely rooting for them now. Jared better treat my girl right. Like I do have faith. So, you know, let's see. Um, But they do look happy. So I'm happy for them. Amal and Sal, like, I don't know what happened there, but I respect Sal for not spilling uh, the tea (laughs) because I was ready. My cup was in hand, Um, but he did not tell us what the fuck was going on between them. Um, Definitely respect him for that. Um, And also, though, like he was he looked very hurt, like the way he was staring at her. It was like some went down and maybe one day they would share it. But, you know, in the end, it's none of our business. So. It is what it is if they do or don't. But it was just there was definitely some interesting um, energy between them two. Natalie and Shane, um, I said that they weren't going to work out or whatever. I don't think that they was going to like become friends or anything. But it looks like they're together. I definitely creeped everyone's Instagram (laughs) after the reunion to see what was going on. I did like see a photo of her with like, you know, a wedding ring on. So I don't know if they're engaged again or if they're just like dating and starting all over. But if they're happy, I'm happy. So I hope it works out. And I'm really excited to see what happens between, I think his name was Kevin and uh, Deep D. He said he loved her on the reunion. So, and I seen on TikTok, <laughs> I wasn't creeping. It actually popped up on my For You page, but um, I did see that they were hanging out and someone actually caught them like going out and stuff. Like they look like they're, they're actually dating. So um, again, if they're happy, I'm happy. So that was definitely an entertaining reunion and an interesting season of Love is Blonde. And I'm ready for uh, season three. <laughs> yeah, give me more. But for today's episode, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the tarot energy for the next two weeks. I'm also going to share just like my experience with being the black sheep of the family. Like that's just been on my heart lately. And um, I just want to talk about that with y'all today. So let's go ahead and start with the tarot energy for the next two weeks. As always, I went ahead and pulled two cards before hitting record. And the first card that I pulled was the lover's card and upright. It was a lover's upright card. I love this card. And I also pulled the king of wands in reverse. So let's go ahead and get into the definition of these cards via Biddy Tarot. In its purest form, the lover's card represents conscious connections and meaningful relationships. The arrival of this card in a tarot reading shows that you have a beautiful soul honoring connection with a loved one. 
You may believe you have found your soulmate or a life partner and the sexual energy between you both goes way beyond instant gratification and lust to something that is very spiritual and almost tantric. While the lover's card typically refers to a romantic tie, it can also represent a close friendship or a family relationship where love, respect, and, co- and compassion flow. The lover's is a card of open communication and raw honesty. Given that the man and woman are naked, they are both willing to be in their most vulnerable states and have learned to open their hearts to one another and share their truest feelings. They shape the container from which trust and confidence can emerge and this makes for a powerful bond between the two. In a reading, this card is a sign that by communicating openly and honestly with those you care about, you will create a harmonious and fulfilling relationship built on trust and respect. On a more personal level, the lover's card represents getting clear about your values and beliefs. You are figuring out what you stand for in your philosophy. Having gone through the indoctrination of the Hierophant, you are now ready to establish your belief system and decide what is and what is not essential to you. It's time to go into the big wide world and make choices for yourself, staying true to who you are and being authentic and genuine in all your endeavors. At its heart, the lovers is about choice, the choice about who you want to be in this lifetime, how you connect with others and on what level and about what you will and won't stand for. To make good choices, you need to be clear about your personal beliefs and values and stay true to them. Not all decisions will be easy either. The lover's card is often a sign that you are facing a moral dilemma and must consider all consequences before acting. Your value system is being challenged and you are being called to take the higher path, even if it's difficult. Do not carry out a decision based on fear or worry or guilt or shame. Now, more than ever, you must choose love. Love for yourself, love for others, and love for the universe. Choose the best version of yourself. Finally, the lover's card encourages you to unify dual forces. You can bring together two parts that are seemingly in opposition to one another and create something that is whole, unified, and harmonious. In every choice, there is an equal amount of advantage and disadvantage, opportunity and challenge, positive and negative. When you accept these dualities, you build the unity from which love flows. So that card uh, resonated for sure, especially in terms of family and um, staying true to who you are and that all that jazz. And I'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the episode. But, you know, friendly reminder to take what resonates and leave what don't. So now let's get into the King of Wands in reverse. The King of Wands reverse suggests that while you are in a leadership position, you are not ready to step into that role. You may be the creative or visionary person in your work, but you have not yet developed a sense of comfort with leading other towards your vision. You may need to work on your leadership skills or enlist the support of someone who has a natural talent at steering others toward a common goal. Alternatively, you may manage others, but you are not leading others. You are, you are assigning tasks and monitoring performance, but you are not communicating the vision and engaging your team to take responsibility for bringing the concept to life. 
You may think you are the only person who can make this vision a reality, even when your team is here to support you. At times, the reverse king of wands can be aggressive and even arrogant in the pursuit of his goals. Be mindful that as you strive towards your dream, you are not putting others offside, disempowering them or taking their contributions for granted. You need their support 100% of the way. Also, don't let success get to your head. Thinking you're above everyone else just because you are the leader, consider embracing the concept of followership, the ability to take direction, be a part of a team, and deliver on what is expected of you, even as the official leader of the group. On a personal level, the King of Wands reverse warns you against setting unrealistic expectations for yourself and others. While you are highly ambitious, you may be setting yourself up for failure if you set goals that are significantly significantly out of reach and then pushing hard to reach those unattainable goals. You may also be prone to get swept up in the hype of other people's success, sorry, other people's goals to 10 times your sales or create the next billion dollar business. You don't have to buy into other people's dreams and visions and hype. Stay true to what's important to you and keep focused on your personal vision and direction. So that is the energy we're going to be in for the next two weeks. Um, So let's go ahead and get into this other stuff. (laughs) I mentioned in a previous podcast episode that I was going to be leaving Houston. I was going to be moving at the end of February, early March. Um, We're now in the middle of March and I'm still in Houston. This is why I mentioned in the episode, the first episode of the year, that I was going to be sharing things after it happened (laughs) rather than before because, you know, shit just changed sometimes. And in this situation, shit changed. And I'm still in Houston. I decided to stay for a couple more months. I'll definitely be leaving before summer, though, because I'm not staying um, another summer in Texas. I don't want no problems with this Texas sun. But thankfully, my um, apartment, they offered a month to month lease. So I took advantage of that and decided to stay a little bit. I'm going to be heading back to L.A., though. I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but um, I decided to be I'm going to be moving back home, which I am excited for uh, more than anything. I'm really excited to see my babies for sure. I'll talk about them a little bit later as well. But Um, There are two reasons why I decided to take a little bit more time out here in Houston and a few reasons why I decided to move back to L.A. And all this is related to being the black sheep of the family. So, like, this makes sense. Like, there's a point to all of this. But um, the first reason why I decided to uh, stay in Houston a little bit longer is because, like, I've been really just, like, on my shit. Like, you know, really big ups to myself because I'm really proud of just how I'm handling situations and just how I'm handling myself. Like, I feel like I'm just now truly being gentle with myself. Um, I've really just been cool. And like, I feel like when I describe how I feel, I think of that Mary J. Blodge video when she'd be like, I'm not worried. Like I shared it on our Avocado and Honey Instagram page, but I love that video. And I feel like it describes just how I, I feel. But today, for some reason, I'm really relaxed and I'm just like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I mean, because I guess you you get back what you put in the universe and I put beautiful things into the universe. So I just think, you know, I just hope to get beautiful things back. (laughs) 
Yeah, I've just I haven't been worried about anything because I know everything is going to work out like I'm just focusing on doing my part and my part is taking care of myself and just working towards these goals that I've created and just moving forward on all these journeys that I'm always talking about. So that's just been my focus. Like I have no energy to worry about anything. And this shit has been beautiful. Like not saying things don't happen because like it's life, like shit's not going to go my way. But like, again, how I just handle shit now, it's just like, this is beautiful. Like I like this. I like you. Um, With that being said, I just want to take more time to just truly be grounded. I know when I head back home, it's not going to be as easy uh, to stay consistent if I'm not as grounded as I need to be because like in the past when I go back home like I haven't lived in LA since like 09 but when I would go back to visit it was always easy for me to just like fall into old habits like when it comes to food or a lot of other things honestly like it's just like it's just a different energy like I just fall back into the matrix so when I move back since I'm going to be living in LA I want to just make sure that I'm just super grounded, mainly that that's all. Like, I just want to make sure, like, you know, I stay 10 toes down and just stay true to who I am at all times. Like, you know, so that's going to be an interesting experience. And another reason uh, why I feel like I I could do another three months in Houston is like, I just know I'm going to have to have some hard conversations and probably face some hard truths when I do go back in terms of just like dealing with my family and stuff. Um, so I'm just like, uh, what's the rush? You know, let me let me just take a couple couple more months before I dive back into that. But let's go ahead and get into this whole black sheep talk. So what does it mean to be a black sheep or the black sheep of your family? Uh, to me, it just means like you're like the odd person out. So you're the person who probably um, is labeled like rebellious. Um, you're the person who kind of just like is different from the rest of your family. You're the one who tends to have your own opinion speak up for yourself and just a little bit more progressive in some cases like you know and just the person who is destined to be their own person and not just follow the pack because it everybody's been doing it this way for years you know so that is what the black sheep of the family is and I am definitely uh, the black sheep of my family and now that I've been on this spiritual journey like it's just I'm even more just fucking weird <laughs> to a lot of people but that's okay so let me uh, talk a little bit share a little bit more about myself and my family uh, before I get into just like how I handled being the black sheep at the beginning of my spiritual journey compared to now because I feel like you know if you're on the spiritual journey with me you're probably the black sheep of your family as well so I just want to share this with you and it's this came from some conversations that I've been having with friends because you know they were the black sheep of their family and we're all actively just trying to heal and do what's best for ourselves and want the best for our family and it's been it's one hell of a journey so that's another reason why I'm sharing this (laughs) I want to talk about my babies first. (laughs) So I got some kids, (laughs) y'all. I've never uh, been pregnant or had a child, like physically. But when I was 11, my aunt had a baby. And ever since then, every baby that was born after her, like, they were my baby. Like, you you can't tell me. Like, and not for nothing, like, the one that was born when I was 11, she literally looks like me. Like, when we see baby photos of her, like some people don't even get confused. They be like, that look like little Angie, but it, but it don't be me, be my little cousin. So 
Um, that's my fucking baby. And um, I have another baby who's like a year or like two years younger, I think. Um, and she's actually going to be graduating next, or not next month, but in June. So I'll definitely be back before June um, because I will be there for uh, the graduation, the uh, graduation, the graduation ceremony. I'm probably going to cry because that's what I do. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just really proud of her and really excited. And there are like uh, so many more babies that I have and there's some babies that I haven't even met yet. So I really want to form a connection with the new the new members of the family as well as kind of just work on the relationship with my my little cousins and nephew and just a little little people in the family my babies i'm realizing just how much time has passed because again like my my little cousin is graduating from fucking high school like she's grown <laughs> basically and i've i've just it hurts me because i missed out on so much so i feel like now it's time for me to really get back to that like they that's the main reason for me wanting to connect with the family honestly and like I look forward to it because I have another little cousin like all their age because in my mind they're all eight so like this is all just very confusing for me still but I have another little cousin I want to say she's like 13 <laughs> Fuck. she's probably like 15 but um she started like her own like online business and stuff so I really want to be there to support her and help her and just like help in any way that I can because when I was their age especially being the age graduating from high school like I would have definitely benefited and appreciated like some sort of guidance on just everything honestly like I felt like I didn't get that so I want to be that for them like you know um, but me also just I have to make sure I understand that with them, you know, getting older, they're their own person. They've always been their own person, but they're their own person now with like full blown opinion opinions and shit like they're grown. So they have the ability to make decisions for themselves. With that being said, I have to keep in mind that although I want to share all this information, knowledge and do whatever I can for them. I have to keep in mind that they could say no. Like, you know, they could absolutely choose to not listen to anything, cannot give a fuck about what I got to say and do their own thing. And they're entitled to, it's their life, you know? So I got to keep that in the back of my mind because like, you know, we want the best for our family, especially the kids in our family. So when they decide to do something else, like I feel like a parent, like I'm sounding like a real parent, right? But, you know, when they decide to do something else, like it could definitely hurt because, you know, you've have you got some experience on this life shit. So you just want to make sure that they avoid certain situations if possible. But again, they're their own person. So at the end of the day, they have to, you know, make their own decision. So like I got to be cool enough <laughs> for them to care. Um, but I think I am. They they always really fuck with me. But again, I haven't been back home in like a few years and I haven't lived at home um since 2009 but I've always like been active with my like I'm telling y'all these are my babies like I've always been active I've been an active parent <laughs> up until I moved to New York but I've always been pretty active up until then so another reason why I moved to New York was because I realized I needed like to kind of be away because if I was there I wasn't going to be able to give myself my all because I was giving them giving my all to everyone else so that kind of influenced the move to New York as well, just to a, a new place away from home, honestly. 
So as I shared on this podcast, like a whole bunch of times, when I moved to New York, shortly after moving to New York is kind of when I started like this spiritual journey, I think like two years being in New York. Um, so New York definitely changed me a lot. Um, so when I did move back home after, you know, the spiritual awakening or the start of it, I'll say, uh, because I'm still waking up, like I'm still learning more shit every day. But when I did move, go back, like, you know, it was definitely like a different interaction. And also with me just working on healing back in like, I think it was like 2018. It was like the heart of some shit. And I was just finding out a lot of shit um, that's just happened in the family that I was just oblivious to. I had no idea like shit even happened because no one talks about anything, honestly. So with that being said, I ruffled a lot of feathers <laughs> because the old Angie, little Angie is what my family uh, call me. My uh, mom is big Angie and I'm little Angie. Um, but, you know, little Angie, I was the one to not really I, I, I won't say that I didn't stand up for myself, but I didn't say a lot <laughs> like, you know, like and I let a lot of shit slide, like, you know, just because I just didn't want no problems. Like if I didn't feel like it, then I that's just not a problem I want to have that day. Then I'll just not say anything. But if I'm in the mood, then we could get it cracking. Um, now I'm we could get it cracking all the time. <laughs> not saying I'm hostile or anything, but there's just certain things that like I, I, we need to have this conversation. And I don't think we can move forward without having this conversation. Like it's, it's, it's simple for me. And it's not, I'm not even speaking on one specific uh, situation. I'm talking like in general, like it's a lot of conversations that need to be had with a lot of people um, in my family. But um, I know once I go back that those conversations will have to be had because I will be physically there. So that is going to be a different experience for other people in my family because it's going to be like, what the fuck? And then also just like I've just been evolving as a being like I've been growing and changing and just like I'm this whole podcast is dedicated to me working towards becoming the best human I could be. So with me making these changes and stuff like it's just certain things that I'm just not doing anymore. Um, and it's just I'm just different now where I'm at on my journey. I feel like I'm going to be able to handle these types of situations a lot better once I once I am back home, because when I first started this journey, like so back in like 2017, 2018, when I first started this journey, I definitely like took everything personally, especially like in terms of my family. So when like I feel like, you know, they didn't support me like I would support them or do support them or they didn't show like love how I would show love or do show love. Um, I would take it like super personally like why would they treat me like this like literally like I would take it so personally and with that I just literally had to learn not to like and again again in the beginning of this spiritual journey when I was talking more back home about like just the shit I was experiencing because again this spiritual journey like this healing type shit is not fucking easy at all because again if it was everybody would have done it already so like this shit was a lot. So when I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to, naturally we would reach back to the people who knew us first. Like, you know, the knew the first version of us at least um, knew our inner child. Like, you know, we reach out to our family. So I would do that. And it would just 
it would not go as expected because they don't fully understand what it is I'm going through. Our experience is the greatest teacher. So once you experience some things, you'll be able to understand and relate. And I feel like life has been happening for all of us. So like there are a lot more people in my family who are more open to trying to heal and just have an understanding of where I'm coming from. Because I feel like they just feel that the shit I'm saying is true. Not saying I'm always right or anything, but you know, a lot of the shit I'll be saying is is facts. So it's like, you know, if you feel that it's right, then you're going to inquire a little bit more at least. You know, you might not just be like full on on board, but you're definitely going to, you know, probably do your own little research, ask more questions and stuff like that. And that's what it's been. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Before I move forward, I just want to shout out like a few things. Like one thing I appreciate about my family is that we are black as fuck. <laughs> like my family is black as hell. Like we black as hell. Like that's a great way to just describe us. And I love that about us. And I love that I I got a taste of that blackness and it it's a part of who I am. Like when I do some of the things, I'm just like like I just be feeling so grateful just to just to be a part of this culture, you know? So that's one thing. Um and with that being said, like within my family, like I never like felt unpretty. <laughs> like I never felt like the whole like indifferent about being dark skin when it came to my family it was the rest of the world when it came to the dark skin shit but with my family like that was one thing that was never a thing like I was always told I was beautiful like skin was immaculate y'all could tell that I like miss my family right but yeah so that's just like a little um plug that that some things that I love about my family plug but yeah, back to the beginning of the spiritual journey. But like I said, similar to what I said about my babies making their own decisions, like I have to understand that like I can provide all this information, like I can give it to you, but what you gonna do with it? And I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm all high and mighty. And that's another thing, actually, like for me personally, within my family, uh, the thing that hurts the most, honestly, is that I feel that there are a lot of people, comp- not a lot, but there are some people that are competing with me, um, which sucks because, you know, we go farther if we work together type shit. And that's literally my energy. Like everything I do um, is for myself first and foremost. But second, it's for my family. Like, I don't know if they fully even understand what it is I'm trying to do. I mean, it's not really for no one else to understand but me. But everything that I'm doing I definitely keep them in the back of my mind. Like when I'm back in New York, when I was in New York doing all this shit for the community, I was thinking like, I can't wait to get back home. So I my, my family could see me doing this so I can do this for my community back home. So they are always in the back of my mind. So I don't know if they know this just because I, I had to be selfish for a couple of years, but I had to do what I had to do. But I do feel like there are some that are competing with me. Um, and like, you know, with that being said, like they you know they they're not upset when I'm going through it type shit like you know they're uh I don't know like I I don't think anyone would ever admit to it but I feel like you know they people when you do things that are different from like your family I feel like naturally they're gonna be some people who kind of want you to fail so they can have proof that them deciding to live life how they choose was the right way because coming from where you come from you can't do that shit like you know like you're not supposed to see I told you why you wasting your time like you know 
Like, there's been a few times where, like, if I, if, because y'all know I was going through it in New York City. So if some shit happened, like, if I would reach out to someone, they'd be like, see, I told you not to, not to do that. I told you you shouldn't have moved all the way over. And it's just like, don't nobody want to hear that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, when, if you do, like, decide to give up on whatever it is you're trying to achieve or quote unquote fail, but I would prefer saying going through a lesson <laughs> because that's all it is. Like, if you are going through that naturally, again, if you're doing something, going against the grain, going against what everybody else in your family is doing, the, there's going to be a few people to expect you to not make it to fail or whatever. So I definitely peep <laughs> a few of those people. I know who you are. So that's just something that I got to keep in mind as well when I go back and deal with this. And again, I can't take it personally because in, in this instance, in this case, if that person feels that way, again, like I said before, it's because they feel that they can't do it. So they naturally going to assume that nobody else could do it or feel like nobody else can do it um, because they can't. Like, you know, kind of just project then their own fears onto everyone else. But, and again, I've been in the space um, within this past, like since the, like, yeah, for like the past, like two, three years um, of really just being vocal about all those things. So I just keep thinking about the conversations that are going to be had and I'm just like, ah. so yeah, I'm learning to like, you know, I had to like sit and really understand um, that this is my life that I'm choosing to do. Like the everything that's happening, these journeys that I'm on, this is me making the conscious choice to do this, to decide what this life is going to be as Angie, as Manji. Like, what am I going to do with this life? And they're deciding the same. Like the, the um, decisions obviously look different, but it's not to say one's good and one's bad. We just making different decisions. So I want to make that clear as well. Like everything I'm saying is not in a sense of good or bad. It's just what is. So for this, like, I don't want to sound like I'm all high and mighty because that's another thing. I feel like there are some people in my family who feel that I think that I'm better um, than them or better than the family or better than something um, just because I'm making different decisions and that's definitely far from the fucking case like so yeah that's another thing that I was gonna say unfortunate but it's just something I prefer not to deal with because again like I love my fucking family um, ride or die type shit and um, but it is what it is again everybody is on their own journeys and maybe, you know, just have to experience certain things to get to where you're supposed to get on in this lifetime. So that's something that I just have to just keep saying to myself, you know, on some spiritual shit, because that's what it is. Like, I can't force anyone to do anything with their life or not do anything with their life. I can't force anyone to live like how I live, because this is my life to live and my life only. So I just got to do what I feel is best for me. And I'm going to assume that they're going to be doing the same. And I just hope that, you know, in terms of just healing from trauma and shit and just speaking on shit that actually that happened, first and foremost, um, I hope that just by me, doing what I need to do in terms of my healing it can just influence or inspire some fucking people to do the same like hey friend hey it's my favorite line that she's ever said on that fucking podcast the friends the friend zone um she said the only thing you can do for anyone else is to work on yourself I say that to myself every time I think about or have conversations um in terms of family or just people I care about um and that's just the only thing you can do for anyone else is to work on yourself so if you want 
your family to be a certain way, if you want them to do that, if you want them to, you know, live their dreams and quit, like, quit that job. They've been working for 50 years or some shit. Like, you do it. Like, you know, show them that they're, that there's other opportunities. There's other ways to do things. There's other ways to live. So that's kind of just how I'm going to do do it. Like, it's kind of lead by example. So it's just like just doing the shit that I'll be talking about on this podcast and just hope that I really have an impact on my babies. Like, that's who I really want to have an impact for. Because like Whitney said, I do believe the children are the future. Like, they are the ones that's going to be making this change happen. Like, we were the ones yesterday, but now the younger people, and it's just going to keep on going because, like... I get it now because once you get like 30, not saying we owe to nothing, but like you care a lot less about certain things. Like you care less to riot and shit like that. So it's the younger ones that got all the energy and riled up to do this shit. So uh, it's best to have like a good influence on them so we can use all this energy and stuff like efficiently, like use this shit like to its advantage and not detrimental because as we see everywhere, like that mental illness shit, like that shit it's like an epidemic right now, like with homelessness. So um, people as a whole, not just the black community, but in the black community as well. But people as a whole, we got a lot of shit to work through because a lot of the things that we discuss in the black community is not just within, it doesn't just happen within the black community. Like it happens in amongst all cultures, honestly. So um if we're all on this fucking healing journey to fucking gather, then maybe we will have that the peaceful world <laughs> and we can all be kumbaya. Um, but in terms of dealing with just like trauma um, within family and stuff and that healing process, like when it comes to that approach, I feel like I just uh, I have to do kind of what I just said, lead the lead or live by example. But I also just, again, I, I feel like it's, I can't say enough. It's just so important for me to not take anything personally. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm just going to take shit just because I know, like, the shit that you've experienced and why you may be reacting this way. Like, don't get that twisted because that's not the case at all. But um, I don't take things personally, meaning that I am more likely to forgive depending on what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't take things personally, meaning like if you're projecting or expressing whatever hurt or whatever the case may be onto me, I don't take it personally. But depending on what that action is, will determine like how the relationship will go moving forward. I'm a super forgiving person, especially when it comes to my family. And those are one people like the people who can kind of hurt you the most. Like they just have they just know all your soft spots and know where to hit you. Um, so that's one thing that I'm not looking for. Like, I ain't got no beef with nobody. <laughs> like, I want no problems. I just want us to all just be fucking happy and live the best life we could possibly live. But again, what my idea of the best life we could live may not be the same for my cousin or my auntie or my nephew. Like, you know, they may ha- have a different vision for what is the best life they could live or want to live. So that's something I can keep in mind. Just the bottom line is just like, no one, no one got to live like you. I'm talking to myself. Like no one got to live like me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just have to be mindful of that. And I feel like that's something that we as people on the healing journey together need to be mindful of 
because we get our lesson and we learn and we grow and we assume that everybody else is just supposed to be on our page already just because we went through that like no maybe that person is still going through some other shit before they even get to that like you know what I'm saying so it's kind of just meeting people where they are and it's just just holding space no matter where they are like I don't judge like I completely understand why most people do most things honestly like my friend said I'm very fucking understanding so I just don't need to be in a space where I'm trying to rush their journey where I was just like oh I already know what you need to do because I experienced that five years ago and this is what you need to do so you can get out of this like no they need to process their own feelings they need to just deal with whatever the fuck it is you know what I'm saying so that's just something that was a hard truth I had to face like a few years ago honestly and I'm proud of myself how I've been doing that like it's just meeting people where they are I feel like I've never I I have tried to rush it and stuff I definitely was like overbearing (laughs) with information and shit but I've always been the type to hold space and not judge but in terms of me and my spirituality and journey I don't think the same love is being um, reciprocated like I don't feel like the same space is being held for me not from everyone obviously I feel like if you're lucky enough if you are the black sheep in your family you'll have at least a person or two who probably don't fully understand like what the fuck you be talking about sometimes but they support you and they love you no matter what and they will always hold space for you to try to understand if anything just to listen so shout out to those people (laughs) that's that are you know your people on their journey for the most part like you know I feel like that same space or that same love isn't reciprocated to me because I could be like well this is how I am now (laughs) and this is how I do things like allow me to be this without judgment or opinions or whatever allow me to just be um but you know that's not the case all the time but I'm gonna still continue on with that And the more I even talk about my family and stuff, I'm actually really excited to be back in L.A. And another thing that's kind of like just kind of postponed the trip, my move, I mean, um, is that like, you know, I have to like just get ready to pay these L.A. prices because with all this shit that I'm saying, like when I say I'm moving back home, like I'm not talking about like like a fucking family house type shit. Like, no, I'm not staying with nobody like I don't want no problems so the plan is to be self-sufficient in LA so it's gonna be hard leaving uh, these rent prices out here in Houston which is actually you know increasing actually still cheaper than LA so it's just like you know I gotta get back to that but that's that's the city I want to live in and after that I'll probably end up back in New York so and that's another expensive city but it is what it is but I'll stop the podcast episode there. I hope I made sense. I knew I was going on on some tangents because as you can tell, I have a lot of love for my family. And this is something I could talk about all day, just like family and healing and the shit we could do as a whole to get better. But with me being this black sheep of the family, I'm gonna still do what I do in hopes that, you know, the change that needs to happen in my family specifically um, can happen within the next generations or so, starting with me. So I'll be that person. I'll be that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll take all the lessons right now. Like, let's do it. That's what I signed up for, right? But 
If you like this episode or any podcast episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, share with a friend. Uh, Be sure to follow Avocado and Honey on all platforms, all social media platforms at Avocado and Honey. If you want to support me or just get some fly ass jewelry, um, these fly, um, I don't know, I'll be saying like, I'll be feeling old now when I say fly, but I have these dope (laughs) cowrie shell hoop earrings that are very popular on shell monies um if you want to get some fly accessories or just support your girl head over to shell monies on etsy uh, to get some fly jewelry or hair accessories for yourself or a friend if you're interested in my personal social media it's at underscore smangy s-m-a-n-g-i-e-e now originally for this podcast episode i was going to have um this song that i've been playing out it's really good to run to. It's really good to dance to in the crib. It's really good to dance to outside. Like, this song is great. She's, like, 19. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I'm excited to see what else this artist is going to create if she's creating this at um, 19. It's called Bloody Samaritan. And that song actually went viral on TikTok. So that's how I found out about it. But it went viral a while ago. But I saved it to a playlist. And it randomly played. And I was just like, whoa, this song is this song is shit. I want the the jam of the week to align with the podcast episode. So for this podcast episode, the jam of the week is not going to be the Bloody Samaritan song. It's going to be Kendrick Lamar cut you off because I feel like that is the perfect energy for um, just like my family dynamic and just my experience with it. But I love my family. Shout out to my family. (laughs) I love y'all. Um, and I love y'all who are listening. I appreciate y'all for being with me on this journey. I'm going to go ahead and get into the jam of the week. Again, it's Kendrick Lamar, Cut You Off. And I'll talk to y'all in two weeks. Family is all I need, but indeed, them two can run me right up a tree. Constantly talking shit about the next relative. Wanted me to take sides, but I never give in. Ever since grandma died, everyone parted ways. Argue on holidays. Left my uncle in prison for 15 years. No one paid him attention but moms. Yeah, my mama has loyal you as any sister would come. Come to my house just to yap about your own people. Dang. And if your blood wasn't running through my veins, I would probably cut y'all off. Two. Yeah, cause every time y'all come around, y'all be hollering that whoop de whoop. Blah, they blah. He say, she say, oh my God, shut the fuck up. Keep it running, Ali.